everyone, and welcome to The Snap, a Marvel Cinematic Universe recap, where we will be talking all 21 Marvel movies leading up to Avengers Endgame. I'm your host, Kayla Jouett, and this is episode three, meaning I'll be doing a recap on Iron Man 2. And today's guest to help aid the discussion is Richard Wilcox. How are you doing today? Good, Kayla. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Um, So tell me and the audience a little bit about yourself. All right. Uh, well, I'm Richard Wilcox. I grew up in Orange County, California. It's in the Southern California. Uh, uh, last year, I graduated from Humboldt State University in Northern California with a degree in business marketing. And after that, I've been doing some freelance writing. I do uh, guide work for IGN. That's what I've been doing recently, and that's been pretty sweet. And uh, just started a kind of Twitch show over at uh, twitch.tv slash the lunch hour, where I kind of just talk about news and play whatever game I want. We kind of just hang out. It's called the lunch hour, so it's kind of like just like a laid back chill podcast. That's just kind of what I'm trying to go for. So that's what I'm doing right now. And yeah, I'm hoping to make something out of that. That sounds awesome. Sounds like a lot of fun. I tried, I've tried Twitch a couple times and I, I can't do it. I can't have, like, I don't know why I don't have the, I don't know, like, I get, I get nervous really easily. So people seeing my face and like trying to play games, I'm like, oh, I can't do this. So like props to that. Cause that's a lot. Doing yeah, Twitch is a lot. Yeah. It's hard, but it's, <laughs> I'm still, I'm still learning for sure. It's definitely a learning process. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, if you are new to the podcast, this is a show where we're going to be talking about Iron Man 2. We're going to be doing a recap. I'm going to talk all Iron Man. Basically, I've taken some notes on the movie and I'm just going to read it out. So starting with the recap, uh, I try to keep it around 10 minutes. If I go over a little, I'm sorry, but... um but yeah, we'll start with the recap. If you hear me forget anything, Richard, just like you can chime in if you want. There's like little things I left out, but I'm I think I got I got it going. Yeah, I'm sure you'll um, cover most of it. Important <laughs> stuff. All right, so let's start with the recap. So, Iron Man Two starts out with the ending scene of Iron Man when he confesses to the press that he is the Iron Man. This is being watched on TV by an older Russian man in bed. His son comes in and says, that should be you. The old man dies. The son drinks his vodka and cries out loud. Uh, he pulls out a Stark Industry arc reactor blueprint and starts working to create his own arc generator. Uh, he has a wall dedicated to news clippings of Tony Stark. And then six months later, Iron Man jumps out of a helicopter to fly into an expo dedicated to Stark Industries in New York. It's super outlandish. There's about like two dozen dancers on the stage while he flies out in with the American flag behind him on the big screen. He starts bragging to a large crowd about his accomplishments as Iron Man and making world peace and leaving a legacy. Um, when he leaves, he signs a bunch of autographs, and then we have our Stan Lee cameo um, right here as Larry King. And on his way out, Tony gets served with a subpoena to show up before the Senate of Arms Committee tomorrow morning. So at the meeting, Senator Stern grills him about having a specialized weapon in which Tony says he does not and that the suit is just a high-tech prosthesis. Stern wants the weapon to turn over to the people of America, but Tony says he is Iron Man, so they can't have it. Justin Hammer, which he will pop up a lot in this recap, he is a so-called expert on weapons, CEO of Hammer Industries and competitor of Tony Stark. He shows up to speak to the crowd about if it's a weapon or not. And then we have Rhodey, who in this movie is now played by Don Cheadle, and he will be in the rest of the um, series, uh, shows up as well to talk in front of the committee. Senator Stern makes them show a video of countries who are attempting their own Iron Man suits. Then Tony flips the screen into showing that none of these people are successful and are of no threat, making the senator's argument look laughable. He says, 
you can't have my suit and you're welcome for privatizing world peace. And the senator responds with, fuck you, Mr. Stark on live TV. Uh, so we go back to Ivan, the Russian man who's working on arc technology with electric whips. And a little side note that um, in the comics, this villain is Whiplash, but I don't think at any point in the movie they call him Whiplash. Yeah, no, I watched it earlier <laughs> today and I was looking out for that and they, they never I call him Whiplash. I was expecting and... like, right, like I was expecting like a little like, oh, he's giving me Whiplash, something like that, but but we don't get it. Um, so I'm just going to stick to Ivan throughout the recap. So, um, so yeah, back at Tony's, he must drink chlorophyll daily to counteract the pallidum levels in his system. He says that the continued use of the suit is accelerating his condition and he's burning through cores fast. Jarvis says he is running out of time and options and the device keeping him alive is also killing him. Pepper Potts comes in, asks him about his spending, his donating, his expo being really pointless. Basically everything that he's been doing like super recklessly, but he ends up diverting the situation and making her CEO of Stark Industries effective immediately. Now, the next scene, Tony and Happy are boxing. Pepper introduces the notary for him to sign the transfer paperwork. And the notary walks in, and it is Scarlett Johansson. Uh, she says that her name is Natalie Rushman. Tony asks her to step into the ring, tells Happy to give her a lesson so he can Google Natalie. And meanwhile, Natalie takes Happy out super easily. It's a really funny scene. Um, and then gets out of the ring, gets Tony's fingerprint, and bounces. I just want to say really quick, by the way. I totally 100% forgot that this was like the first movie Black Widow was in. And when she yeah. showed up in the movie, I was like totally shocked. And I can't believe that I forgot that. <laughs> and I was, I, I know, have... especially like when you're watching it and you're like, you know who she is. And you're like, oh, it's Black Widow. But then you're like, wait, that's not her name. And I, I forgot as well. So that when I watched it, I was, oh, yeah, this happens. This is her, this is her thing. Um, but yeah. So the next scene, uh, Tony's going to the Grand Prix in Monaco and he meets Natalie and Pepper there. Justin Hammer from the Senate meeting is also there and he's trying to show off something at the Stark Expo, trying to talk about that. Stark escapes to the bathroom. His blood toxicity is up 53%. So he decides to do something like crazy and goes off to race in the, the car that he sponsored in the um, Grand Prix. So he starts the race and then we get a little like snippet of Ivan, who is here and he's dressed as a car mechanic. He slips out onto the racetrack where the cars are speeding past him and he has these like arc generated whips on. Uh, Happy and Pepper, they see this on the TV. They get in the car with the suit and try to get to the racetrack ASAP. Ivan finds Tony's car, hits it with the whips, causing him to crash. He's trying to hit Tony himself with his like electric whips and then Happy speeds onto the racetrack. It's pretty funny. He's like running through the cars going the opposite direction, slams into Ivan with his car continuously until Pepper finally throws Tony the suit. Iron Man struggles a little bit in the scene with the whips, but eventually he prevails and he rips the arc generator out of Ivan's chest. So back at the Monaco prison, Ivan is in a cell in holdup and hasn't said a word. Uh, Tony goes in there to ask him what's up. Ivan said, Tony has forgotten that his family are thieves and many people have died by Tony's hand. Tony asks where he got the blueprint from and he says that his father is Anton Banco and he used to work alongside Tony's father and is the co-creator of the arc reactor. And his father is the reason that Tony is alive. So in his jail cell, a guard slips into Ivan's room and helps him escape by like faking his death with another inmate. He gets taken to no other than Justin Hammer, Tony's competitor. He says, he admires him for going after Tony Stark in front of everybody. He wants to be his benefactor, give him resources to take out Tony Stark. He shows off his mediocre suit and asks Ivan to give him something better than Tony's. 
So Tony is doing research on Ivan and his father when Rhodey comes in to confront him about what happens at the Grand Prix. Tony falls down, shows Rhodey the arc reactor that kind of looks like it's melting in his body. And then Rhodey calls him out on his lone gunslinger act and how he's doing it alone, but he doesn't have to. His paladin levels are up to 89% now. So Natasha helps him get ready for a party. It's his birthday. And he asks her if it was his last birthday party, what would she do? And she says she would do whatever she wanted with whoever she wanted. So naturally, Tony shit-faced in the suit inside of his house during the party. <laughs> he, he like, pees in his suit. Pepper tries to shut it down. And Tony's like, all right, we're going to shut it down. But the after party's on. So Rhodey's like, I'm going to take things into my own hands. He goes downstairs, picks one of the suits, and gets in it and goes to take Tony down. So Rhodey tells him that he doesn't deserve to wear the suit. They start fighting. Um, at the end of the fight, they're both aiming at each other. And Tony says, you want to be a war machine? take that shot uh so that's the war machine call so now he's the war machine so yeah they both shoot off at the same time make a big blast in the house that destroys the whole floor war machine flies off with the suit and into the army base to show everybody what he's obtained the next morning tony is in the suit eating donuts and nick fury approaches him stark says he doesn't want to join his secret boy band and then natalie none other than natalie walks in to meet with fury in an all-black suit and she calls herself agent natasha romanoff as we know her but she's still not referenced in the movie at all as black widow i think um black widow comes up first in the avengers am i right um that would have been my guess yeah but i also yeah, didn't remember she was <laughs> true yeah uh, so yeah, so she's just uh, Agent Natasha Romanoff. Uh, she says once they knew that Tony was ill, she was tasked to come in and look after him. Fury calls him out on his recklessness and says that he has bigger problems than Iron Man in the Southwest region to deal with, aka Hulk. Um, Tony says he's been looking for a replacement for his arc reactor and he's looked at everything, but Fury says no he hasn't. Meanwhile, Hammer sees what Ivan has been working on. He's upset about the headpiece on the suit and says that he wants to fit a person in there. But Ivan says, no, a drone is better because people make problems. And then we flash over to Rhodey, who shows the suit to an army general who asks him to call in Justin Hammer to weaponize it, which Rhodey seems like super uneasy about. So back again to Tony. It's a lot of scene jumping around here. Fury says that the chess piece was not a finished project. Tony confronts Fury about Ivan's dad, Anton Banco. Fury says that Banco only wanted the money, so Howard Stark deported him off to Russia, and when he couldn't deliver on his promises, they shipped him off to Siberia, uh, where he went into a vodka-fueled rage for 20 years, not the place to raise a son. Fury asks him what he remembers about his dad, and Tony says that he was cold and happy to send him off to boarding school. Fury says he knew his dad better than he thinks, and that his dad was the founder of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is very shocking to Tony. Uh, Fury leaves Tony a case with Howard Stark's name on it and says, I got my eye on you. Hammer comes in to see Rhodey, gives them a bunch of new weapons in exchange for the suit. Back to Tony, the case that Fury gave him has all the information he needed on Banco and what they were working on. He starts the tape and flips through the notes, and at the end of the tape, his dad talks directly to him, says that he built all of the expo not only for inventions and people, but for him. This is his legacy and life's work, but the time that he was born in limited his use of technology. He needs Tony to finish what he started and to change the world. Tony examines the map his dad laid out for the expo. Hidden inside the map, he discovers an element his dad was working on to replace Paladin, but Jarvis says it is impossible and was not finished. Tony starts working again, 
Agent Coulson shows up to see what he's been doing, goes into his box of things, and pulls out a wrecked Captain America shield. He asks Tony, what is this doing here? Which is really funny because we know from watching Avengers that Coulson is, like, obsessed with Captain America. So when he pulls that thing out and he's like, why do you have this? He was probably, like, low-key super excited. Um, But, but yeah, so he's like, what is this? And um, Tony says, oh, this is the key. And we're like, oh, he's going to use vibranium, right? But he ends up taking the shield and just puts it underneath his machine to level it out. So then Coulson tells Tony that he's being relocated to New Mexico, which we know is for Thor. And then he bounces out. So Tony successfully makes the new element, make a new arc generator for his heart. And then at Hammer Industries, Ivan tells Justin that his drones he made are just for show, but it'll all work out in the end. So Hammer's pissed off because they had a deal and Ivan didn't deliver. He's still going to use his drones as a backdrop at the expo tonight, but now he's got an Iron Man suit that he's remodeled. He says that Ivan can watch the expo on TV with two guards watching over him. And then literally 10 seconds later, Tony receives a phone call from Ivan, who has both the guards killed in the background, and Tony is shocked that Ivan is even still alive. He says what Tony's father did to his family in 40 years, he will do to him in 40 minutes. So at the expo, Hammer starts his presentation with the new face of U.S. technology, the Hammer Drone. There's about eight drones per U.S. Army group on stage, so you could do the math. A lot of drones in front of thousands of people. He then presents the war machine with Rhodey inside of it. And then Iron Man comes flying in to talk on stage to Rhodey and says, we got trouble. The drones all aim their weapons at Iron Man, and then War Machine's suit goes offline with him inside of it and also aims at Iron Man. So Tony flies outside with all the drones and War Machine chasing him, starting like a bigger fight slash chase. Meanwhile, Agent Romanoff pins down Justin Hammer, finds out where Banco is, making Happy drive her there. They show up to Hammer Industries, and Happy is confused by her outfit and doesn't want her to go in there alone. Little does he know. She says, if you want to help, keep the car running. So they both go in, start taking out men. Happy's like beating up one guy in the front the whole time while Agent Romanoff takes out all the other guys in the facility before he finishes up his one dude. Um, Natasha can't find Ivan, but does find the computer. So Tony got rid of most of the drones while Natasha is inside resetting War Machine's suit from the facility. Rhodey's back up and running. Him and Tony team up, take out the rest of the drones. The last one that shows up is Ivan himself in a large iron suit. Sound very familiar to the first Iron Man movie. (laughs) Big enemy. But yeah, so he's kicking their asses from uh, most of the fight, except he's got those... those electric whips with his big iron suit. So they do the same thing they did the night of their fight where they both aim at each other to create this like massive explosion. Um, they do take out Banco, but then all the drones are now rigged to blow, including the one right next to Pepper. So Tony leaves, sweeps in right at the right time at the expo, takes her away up into the nearest building. They have a romantic moment and kiss. So after the events, Tony is finally at a S.H.I.E.L.D. meeting. He tries to look at the Avengers initiative, but Fury takes it away because he's not sure if this is right for Tony. Instead, he shows him Agent Romanoff's inspection of him that calls him compulsive, self-destructive, and that he's a textbook narcissist. The Iron Man gets a yes, but Tony Stark gets a no for the Avengers. So lastly, at the end, Tony asks Fury for a favor in getting them a good presenter for Iron Man and War Machine's award ceremony. And of course, it's none other than Senator Stern who has to award them, and he sticks the pin in them. It's a really fun scene. So that's Iron Man 2. And then we get the end credit scene, of course. So we see Agent Colston driving through a desert in New Mexico to discover a huge crater in the middle with cars around it. He calls up Fury and he says, sir, we found it. And the screen pans to Mjolnir, which is Thor's hammer. Screen goes black and we hear thunder. So get a little peek into Thor. So yeah, that's 
Iron Man 2. So yeah, Richard, tell me your feeling. I know you have feelings on Iron Man 2. I do. I can't believe people have the audacity to say (laughs) Iron Man 2 is one of the worst MCU movies. I like seriously. I I understand. Yes, it's kind of a retread of Iron Man one. You got the big guy coming in at the end in the iron suit, but this one has whips. But no, but seriously, like <laughs> this movie is not perfect. It has a lot of funny, like convenient scenarios. It's got a lot of things going on for it. But honestly, you get more Tony Stark, who Robert Downey Jr. is perfect for. I can't think of anybody else who should play this role. Uh, you you kind of see Tony Stark kind of come into his role as like, yes, he's a narcissist, but he also does care in his own kind of weird way. I get people's issues with it, but at the same time, it's not a bad movie. Like, Iron Man 3 is a bad movie. Thor is a bad movie. <laughs> Thor 2 is a bad movie. Like, these... All these movies are like, we're like, there's no real bad guy. Like, in this movie, I could kind of argue, like, yeah, Whiplash or Ivan is the bad guy, but also you kind of see Tony Stark is like fighting against himself. And mm-hmm. he kind of realizes that maybe he doesn't need to do this on his own. And you see that with Rhodey, and you see that with Pepper, and you see that with Happy. And it's like, you kind of see Tony grow into like, maybe he could lead the Avengers. And that, and I really appreciate the character setup in this movie. And I think that. Um, I think even Ivan, I think Mickey Rourke does a great job as Ivan. And I think that it, he's kind of an interesting character and you, he does things you don't expect. I like how he's kind of smarter than um, Hammer. Like Hammer, I think if Hammer was just the bad guy in this movie, could you imagine? Oh, yeah, I, that'd be awful. Justin Hammer is the worst. But Justin Hammer like reminds me almost of the villain in Iron Man 3. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I don't like, I, I hate Iron Man 3. Like, <laughs> Iron Man 3, and we're not talking about Iron Man 3, I'm not going to do it, but <laughs> well, Iron Man 3 I'm going to talk about just, it eventually, so yeah. tune in for it. I will. Um, yeah, it's interesting because, like, actually taking notes on Iron Man 2 for me made me appreciate it in a different light. Because I've always thought Iron Man 2 is a pretty forgettable film. Um, like, the villain... Like, I didn't know there was a character named Whiplash in the comics, and I definitely didn't know that his name was Whiplash until I looked it up. And if I wouldn't have rewatched this movie and somebody was like, who's the villain in Iron Man 2? I would be like, it's a Russian guy, and he's got these whips. (laughs) You know, that's what I wouldn't know his name or anything about him. But what made me appreciate it more this time around was the fact that I guess I never paid attention to the fact that Tony was dying. And the reason why he was doing all these reckless things and giving away his stuff, it's like that classic when people know they're going to die and they just start giving away all their things. Like, it's actually pretty sad to think about. He's doing all these things. He's giving away his stuff. He's making Pepper CEO. You know, he's preparing for himself to die. And I never, I never took that from the film until I started taking notes. And I was like, oh, shit, this is what's happening, right? Um, so I definitely appreciated it a lot more this time around yeah and I, it, that's yeah and but you kind of just covered it perfectly mm-hmm. i think i think that it's really interesting that tony kind of was dying this whole time and he thought he cured it you kind of at the end of the first one you kind of think that he's okay because oh the arc reactor saved his life but it was really interesting i think jarvis says at one point that the very thing that's saving his life is also killing him i mean and i guess that's also probably an issue people have with it is that like it kind of is a five minute scene where he just suddenly solves everything because of a hidden element but you know it's you know movies and i i think you know hindsight's 2020 it sets up a lot of cool things for the avengers in the long run too yeah and i think so like the reason why i like i i don't like 
Iron Man and Iron Man 2 as much as I like um, like the Avengers and things like that is because it's a different Tony that we get in Avengers. I feel like the first 100%. two Iron Man movies that we get, we see that like narcissism like so much. We see like I, I, I appreciate that he's a cocky character. Like I like that. I think that like brings to the character, you know, the Playboy billionaire, Tony Stark, right? That's where we get. And I and I like that. But something about he matures a little bit like we get to know and and you might not like iron man 3 but what i like that it introduces is like his own battling his own inner demons and then we get that character more throughout infinity war and civil war and stuff as we know that he's dealing with these inner like anxieties and it kind of grounds him a little bit more from being so outlandish and so narcissistic and he becomes more of a leader and more he takes more responsibility and i think that's why i don't like iron man and iron man 2 as much as other people do because i i I prefer the tony that is grounded you know yeah and to be fair too like i i do like iron man 2 but it's still very low in terms of overall mcu for me too like i i i totally i totally agree with you 100 percent that the tony we see now past uh iron like past the iron man trilogy more towards the avengers and stuff is is more the tony that i prefer to i really like i really like phase two and phase three tony way more than Mm -hmm. phase one tony so for sure all right is there any other like points that you want to talk about uh for the review um shout out to scarlett johansson (laughs) i like again i forgot she's in this movie but she kicks so much ass like you talked about the scene in the recap of where happy's fighting that one guy and then natasha's beating up everybody else and like i can't believe how like how are we waiting till now to get a black widow movie i know we finally announced one and it's coming but it's like why did it take this long because she's badass man i know that scene is awesome and you said you forgot like i forgot too i forgot that that scene is in there so when i think about like my intro to Black Widow, I think of that Avenger scene where she's like tied up and then playing a victim and then she just like kicks ass and I'm like, oh yeah, that's Black Widow. But like this is a really awesome scene and I feel like people forget that it's there, but that's like her intro scene. She looks badass. She's yeah. doing the job, you know? After the review, we are doing the rating system. So what I want to ask you is number one, I want to know your top three marvel movies like if you had to like all 20 all 21 films and i know it that might be hard that might be a hard question but if you had to put a one two three on it what are they and then if you had to think about like where you would put iron man 2 what would you do with that okay so i'll start with the top three first uh number one i think without a doubt has got to be infinity war i know it's the freshest one but i also like that that movie means so much to me in the long term like long run of what the mcu is because i grew up with the mcu i mean it's 10 years in the making i'm 22 years old like i was 12 when it started i and i'm still every sunday uh the friday the movie comes out the sunday me and my dad go to our local theater and we go see it together and it's like it means a lot to me and i remember seeing infinity war and just I can't believe it. Like it was, it was an incredible, mm-hmm. spectacular experience for me. I mean, it was, it was everything I could have wanted that movie to be and more. Like I, I see, I've seen that movie t- dozens of times and it's still as incredible as the first time I saw it. So that's easy for the number one. But after that, oh man, it's a, it's a toss up to probably Black Panther. Cause uh, that was probably a character I have the least experience with before the movie. And I didn't really know much about him. 
And so seeing the character on the big screen and seeing um, Chadwick Boseman play him, I love Chadwick Boseman. So like seeing him in the role and then it just was all coming together, seeing like the the phenomena I created and just like Twitter and everything. Like it was it was awesome. It's a game and I, changer. It, it was. was awesome. It was yeah. so great. And I like the movie is perfect. Like I love every bit of that movie. The soundtrack. I like I'm a huge hip hop fan, so the soundtrack for yeah. me it was like the first time that like I've really seen such a great use of hip hop and like a superhero film. It was like two of my favorite things come into one. So like I loved it. And uh number three, man. <sighs> that this is probably the hardest slot because I've seen a lot of good <laughs> movies recently, like in terms of the MCU. Um I would say either three has gotta be Guardians of the Galaxy or the original Avengers. Cause mm-hmm. like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, I really like. Similar to the reasons I like Black Panther, I, I didn't really know much about Guardians of the Galaxy before the movie. James Gunn directed like a great film to introduce me to all the characters. The music is incredible. The cinematography is great. Everyone who was like in the movie played the roles great, incredibly. Like, I couldn't ask for a better introduction to the characters. But then on the flip side of that, Avengers is similar to why I like Infinity War, but for a way different reason. It was like the first mm-hmm. time we saw all these incredible heroes on the that, screen that together. view. Oh my God. Right I'm getting turn. goosebumps right now that you just mentioned it. Like I'm getting <laughs> chills. Like it's just like that scene is historic. Like it's going to go down in history and whether or not the Avengers movie overall holds up in 10, 20, 30 years, that scene set in motion the next, um, like wave of movies from DC to like animated films, to comics, to video games. Like it just, it broke open to like this culture into like the mainstream and it kind of justified years and years of geeks, like just loving these things that kind of was like, Hey, like this is really cool. And now you guys get it. And mm-hmm. so, man, like it, I just love the MCU, everything about <laughs> it. It's just so it great. great. That's why we're here. Right. Because it's awesome. And we love talking about, it. we love, I personally, like, I, I just rewatched all the movies, like, right before Infinity War, and I was like, I'm doing it again. I'm doing it again. And this time, <laughs> make it a little bit more fun and meaningful with all my friends from the internet, right? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. And then, I mean, assuming you don't have a list in front of you, but, like, where wh- where would you put Iron Man 2? Where would I put Iron Man 2? So, okay. Like, bottom, my least favorite movies are probably Thor Dark World. Like, that's down there for me. I don't really like Thor Dark World at all. And that's, like, not to say that I... Because I like Thor. I mean, Ragnarok is, on the converse, like, one of my top ten movies. Like, I love Ragnarok. So, it's just... That movie is just a terrible introduction to the character. And I'm not a huge fan of Natalie Portman in it. And I think that there's no real villain. And, like... So, just the first two Thor movies can kind of be interchanged at the bottom for me. And then, so I'd feel mm-hmm. like I'd put Iron Man 2, like, 15, 16, because okay. I think it's probably in that area is probably where it, where it land. Because I, I like it, but there's also 10 other movies I could watch every day of the week that I would... Right. I, I could watch... Like, I watched Iron Man 2 today, and I probably won't watch that again for another three years. <laughs> right. Like, like, you like it, but it's it's not, like, Winter Soldier or Civil War, right? No, like, it's not, not like one all. of those. Yeah. 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 Um, and so for my rating, I'm going to do the same thing every episode, just going to rate based on the ones that we've talked about. So we have Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk, and Iron Man 2. So my rating for it is number one, Iron Man, number two, The Incredible Hulk, and number three, Iron Man 2, which 
below the Incredible Hulk, huh? I know. I mean, like, oh, man, the Incredible Hulk is not good. Nah, I I mean, they're all, all three of those movies, I guess. Iron Man 1's more of, like, a classic, so. Yeah, for sure. I really actually enjoy the Incredible Hulk. Um, you know, it's, it sucks that it is a different character from the Hulk that's in the rest of the MCU, but. I actually kind of like but the it's change, cool. though. I'm, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Mark Ruffalo. So. I am not a huge fan of origin stories. Like, I'm going to throw that out there. I don't, um, I feel like it takes up a lot of time. That's why, I like, thank God, uh, Spider Man Homecoming was not an origin story. I could not see Uncle Ben die again. Yeah, that, um, seeing Uncle Ben die <laughs> is up there with seeing Batman get his parents shot for it's me. Like, like I'm I'm I don't need to it. see it anymore. I'm tired exactly. of it. We know that so, they I really enjoyed how the Hulk, like, you get the origin story, like, in the first, in, like, the, I don't know when's the last time you've watched it, but you get the origin story literally during the intro yeah. to the movie, like, the credits. Like Fun fact, I watched it in a hotel room in Vegas, like, a week ago, so. There you go. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I enjoyed it. I love it. And I, I really did like uh, the chemistry between, um, well, the character who plays Betty and Bruce. They have such good chemistry. And the villain was really cool. It, it was just fun. So, I, yeah, I, I do, like, I can't promise that Iron Man 2... The, the more I think about it, the, the more I agree with the, you're You're convincing me. I'm, I'm going the other yeah. way on it. Cause I, I can't it, promise Iron I, Man I 2 like, I is... do like I do like the movie more the more you talk about it. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's it is better that they kind of skipped the whole origin story thing and just started giving us a big green dude smashing stuff. Yeah, so, so yeah, sorry that... Iron Man 2 is last for now, right? We could definitely put some other things under there. Um, but I will say, um, one of the reasons you signed on, you were like, I like Iron Man 2. Let's talk about it. Like, a lot of people don't like it and put it on their, put it at the bottom of their list. So I will say, Iron Man 2 is definitely one of those that stays at the bottom of my list. But after like paying attention to it and really putting these themes together and taking notes on it, I have more of an appreciation for it for sure. Okay, I, I can accept that, you know? It's, it's fun. <laughs> Before we get to Endgame Theories, uh, I want to thank you, Richard, for coming on okay. and hanging out and talking to Iron Man 2. Um, so if y'all enjoyed this, uh, you could follow him on Twitter. It's Richard, R-I-C-H-A-R-D-W, and then 5-5. Five, five. Yes. Um, but you can also check out his content. Um, like he said, he does that Twitch show a few times a week called The Lunch Hour. So it's twitch.tv slash The Lunch Hour, no spaces. Um, so yeah, thanks for coming and talking Iron Man 2. It was fun. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Kelly. It was really, I had a good time. This is kind of the first time yeah. I've really been on a podcast per se that wasn't my own. So it's been, it's been fun. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's definitely new to me, but. For sure. It's going to be a fun experience doing this with everybody, having a new guest on every week. Um, But this is my favorite part of the podcast. So this is a full spoiler zone. So for anybody listening who wants to go into Endgame completely blind or they don't even want a smidge of a theory in their brain, right? They just want to you want to go in there. You want to watch the film. You don't want to be like you want to be surprised. You don't want anybody to spoil anything, even if it's a theory. I would stop listening now because, you know, we could bring up Captain Marvel. We could bring up um, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, anything that you might not have seen yet. So, yes, big spoiler zone. So um, if you are leaving now, the next episode is going to be episode four and we are going to be talking about Thor. So. So, yeah, without further ado, 
Let me hear it. I need to know, do you have any theories for Endgame or is there any like expectations that you have going into the film that you are like really excited for? Oh, I mean, I expect this film to completely destroy me, but um no, like I've been thinking about it a lot ever since Infinity War ended. We get the after credit scene I think of Infinity War where um you have Thanos overlooking the sunset and he's totally destroyed and then you have uh, um the after after one where you know, um, Nick Fury dis- disintegrates, and you see the Captain Marvel symbol. Yeah, I just your brain's running wild the whole time. And then now with Captain Marvel, we kind of have a little more answers of what's going to happen. First of all, I loved Captain Marvel; I thought it was good. Um, I, I really thought it was a good introduction to the characters. So I think she's definitely going to be a player in the movie. I think she's going to come down. We kind of seen her in the second trailer. I don't know. But yeah, we already said full spoilers. But yeah, we've seen her in the second trailer. She kind of has an introduction, interaction with Thor. But um, I think really we know that Ant-Man's going to be with the Quantum Realm. I think that's mm-hmm. definitely going to come into play. I think they're going to go in. I think time travel, they're going to somehow travel back oh, to the sure. point right, bef- right before the snap or like a week before the snap through the Quantum Realm. And I think that's going to come into play. I just, I really have no idea. All I know is <laughs> I, I know that Tony Stark or Captain America is going to die. They have do you to wanna hear? Do you want to hear my theory? I 100% do. I think and i think i'm i i it was either a youtube video or reddit i went through a huge theory like little black hole one night was just going crazy and i think i think that captain america thor black widow and hawkeye <laughs> i think all four of them are gonna die and the captain reason america, for that thor, black widow and hawkeye black yes. widow you think black widow is gonna die huh yes. wow that's a because, that's a pull well um, what I heard was the Black Widow movie is a prequel. Okay. So I think, why would it be a prequel, right? Like, there's mm-hmm. got to be a reason for that. Um, we know that um, Captain America and Iron Man don't have movies planned. Their contracts are up. Mm-hmm. And then the reason that I think Hawkeye is because if you watch the trailer, there's a scene uh, where he's, like, training his daughter up. And we know that they're starting a new age of Avengers, something like that with, uh, with the series. And I feel like his daughter is going to come into play. And like, I feel like that showing that scene of him training up his daughter and not showing like his whole family, you know, before mm-hmm. the snap, I think that was very important. I think there was a reason that they showed that scene of like him training her up. Okay. So I feel like he, she's going to like take up his mantle or something. Um, you can't kill Hulk because Hulk can't die. Like, if he doesn't have a contract, he doesn't have to be in movies, but like he can't die. So they can't <laughs> right? Like, um, and then I like I'm not I totally I just didn't know this. Is that like a fact? Could Hulk not die? Come coming from somebody who's never read a Hulk comic, but they have Neither that have scene I, so I have no idea. In Avengers when in in Avengers he talks about how he tried to kill himself. He shot a bullet in his and then it, the Hulk spit it out. And there's been so many scenes, like he literally like drifted off into space. For a period of time, and you he's still a lot. Of sense. You know what yeah. I mean? You're right. You're so, 100% right. I could be wrong. If I am wrong, uh, just let me know if you are listening. But I don't think he's gonna die, and I don't think Thor's gonna die because, like you said, the first intro to that character was so bad. But after all the like multi-hero movies and Thor Ragnarok, they have built this character up so well that they can't take him away from us. All yeah, right? I think it would be. Cr- <laughs> I think they would be. 
insane. It would be a wrong decision. I think they'd be because, like you just said, they they just started rolling. Ragnarok was so good. I, mm-hmm. I'd be I'd be so mad if we didn't get another solo Thor movie. For sure. Um. So yeah, that's like I have I have so many theories that I'm rolling on. I don't care if I like go in blind. I wanna I wanna be in that theater and be like oh we called it right like the fans called it yay but like i hope i hope i do get shocked i hope because i was shocked at the end of infinity war for sure right yeah like i had had thoughts yeah i had these thoughts right we're like oh captain america's gonna die because he does like what we're saying now right and i had those thoughts but then like we get the snap and then it's not what we thought was gonna happen it's all like when black panther disappears my whole theater was like what the f- you know like everybody was like what is happening like he just had a movie what's going on so hopefully they surprise us all hopefully it's something like really cool so yeah for me the biggest part of infinity war that I, that i didn't see coming was spider-man like that mm-hmm. for it to like tom holland like <sighs> him i love because so spider-man is my personal favorite superhero so mm-hmm. i love spider-man and i really love his dynamic with tony and to see Tony kind of already feeling like a failure for failing, letting Thanos snap, and then to see, like, um, Peter, like, disintegrate in his hands, it, like, just, it hurt me because I knew how bad Tony was hurting, and it was, like, it was crazy. So, for Endgame, I think I'll be I'll be surprised if Endgame doesn't shock me in some way, because I feel like I know what's going to happen, like you said. Like, I, I know, like, they're probably going to fix this, and I know that everything's going to be, like, quote-unquote okay by the end of the movie, but... How okay is okay in a post snap mm-hmm. world, you know? So I'm super excited for it. I can't wait for it. And I definitely think that if Tony doesn't die, the only one that I think up in the air about dying and mostly based on just interviews is um, Tony because uh, I think Chris Evans has been pretty open that he's done with Captain America. He feels mm-hmm. like that someone else needs to take on the role and it's not because he doesn't love it. It just feels like it's his time, you know? That's right. Yeah, but Robert Downey Jr. on the flip side of that has said in interviews that he's still kind of open to being like Tony Stark and being in that role. He just doesn't know what the future holds. Mm-hmm. So I kind of feel like that um, he'll never be a player in the movies, really, like he is now. He won't be like a recurring like character, really. I think he'll just take on more of like a um, Nick Fury kind of role where he is like like showing up in like post credit scenes or like very briefly in movies or he's mentioned to where he's kind of running this quote unquote new Avengers while Peppers is still um, running the Stark Industries and stuff because you do see her signature on the check that's handed in the home, in the Far From Home trailer and that's mm-hmm. been speculated about a million times but so I, I do with that kind of information I do think that Tony might have a chance to come out of this on the other side but I think Captain America's dying for sure and I think mm-hmm. Bucky's gonna be the it's either gonna Bucky's gonna be the new Captain America or he's gonna be the White Wolf or whatever they call him in the comic I hope not I hope that Bucky doesn't take up the mail and I hope Captain America just dies and then mm-hmm. not, I don't hope he dies right but like, <laughs> if no, he I does die mean. I hope it's like the character is like remembered right but yeah. nobody else I don't feel like nobody I don't think anybody needs to take that role because we have Captain Marvel Captain yeah. Marvel can be that person Captain like Marvel's she is awesome. in the comics like. I, I have read comics where she she does take up that spot. You know what I mean? So that would be really cool. Yeah, I love I love Captain Marvel. Give me as much Brie Larson as possible in these movies. So I'm totally cool with it. So yeah, um, any other um, theories or anything? No, just uh, thanks again for having me, Kelly. I really appreciate yeah, it. I had a great time. I had fun talking to you. I'm always I'm always having a good time talking MCU and comics. So 
Yeah. So yeah, thanks, Richard, uh, for coming out again. Um, check out his Twitch show. Follow him on Twitter. Um, thanks for listening, y'all. Like I said earlier, the next episode is going to be episode four, and we're talking about Thor. Um, my friend Maria is going to be on here. It's going to be a blast. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening in.